Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Payne, principal and founder of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Today, I have with me Isaiah Chass, our founding realtor, and Britt Esser, uh, rep for my NHD. Britt, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Isaiah, you as well. Of course. Sorry. Thanks, Britt. So uh, we have a pretty cool podcast. We had Britt on a few weeks back to kind of talk about like the, the ins and outs of uh, like an NHD report and kind of what to look at that way and, you know, things of that nature. Um, but, um, you know, thank you very much for reaching out to us. But we have like, a, I think, a pretty timely podcast coming up because we have this, uh, you know, a lot of rains that have been happening, like what the last couple of weeks now, this, uh, you know, the, these atmospheric rivers that have been hitting us. And as a result, we've been experiencing a lot of flooding in California. So we, uh, you know, uh, again, thanks for reaching out. What a great mm-hmm. uh, opportunity to talk about uh, flooding and how that potentially can uh, impact owners and, and try to avoid the situation where, where you've purchased a property that, that floods that way. So, so again, thank you much for joining us. And Tell me, what are you kind of seeing out there? What what type of calls have you been fielding the last couple of weeks? So. Yeah, thank you for having me again. Yeah, um, I I got to say, like this could not be more timely as far as uh, when I now talk to the agents. Uh, I I definitely feel like whenever people are talking to me, it's what horrible thing can we address <laughs> that people have to deal with. Um, and, and now uh, here we are. I, I jumped off my jet ski to get in here on time so that we could. Get, you know, get going on the on the water issue now. Um, so the calls we're getting, I mean, my my biggest challenge is making sure that people know how to look at a natural hazard disclosure report and not freak out because they see water everywhere or they see something that could possibly be, you know, a very expensive um, flood insurance issue. So the way that the NHD report works is that the agent is going to, the listing agent is going to order it and submit it with all their disclosures. And the idea is that the buyer then has the responsibility to see what type of insurance they're going to need during the purchase. If they are going to be using any type of a a lending, federally backed lending program, then they're going to need flood insurance. And so if you kind of look at it like, um, the, the NHD addresses the insurance part of the structure and the risk part of the parcel. Like, you know, is there going to be flooding all through the backyard? Okay, well, we, we should probably make sure that people know about that. But as far as the actual damage that could be very costly, it would be the structure. And so um, that's what the insurance companies are worried about. And this would address that, including, you know, what they can do. The report tells you here are the links that they can go to for the National Flood Insurance Program and then how to, you know, obviously find out what their costs would be. What we don't want is a big scary number to pop up in escrow for a buyer where they just had no idea that it was going to be so costly to ensure the structure. Right, right. And, and yeah, for like best practices, I mean, as a, on the, as a listing agent, as soon as you get that listing, we order an NHD so that we have it up front. Um, I think I, I thought that was standard practice, but I guess some agents don't do it. Uh, and that way, like if you have, you know, you have that as part of your as part of your disclosure package. So when you have potential buyers coming into a home, that's already available so they can look at that. So, mm-hmm. you know, prior to writing an offer or doing their, you know, kind of just like basic due diligence before they're deciding, you know, 
if they want to write an offer and how much, they can look at that and, and figure that out. And even, you know, um, if they look at the summary page of the NHD and they see that's in a high, you know, uh, high risk flood uh, zone that they can reach out to their insurance provider and get an idea of what it would cost prior to putting that offer in. But also if they, if they don't do that and, um, you know, that does happen. Uh, at the beginning of escrow, really, it's the listing, or I'm sorry, it's the, uh, uh, you know, the selling agent, the buyer's agent, to steer uh, the, uh, the, the buyer to talk with a really good insurance uh, provider and find out, you know, mm-hmm. what the policy would cover that way. So, Have you noticed in your experience since the past couple of weeks when we've had such heavy rain that buyers have been paying more attention to NHG, specifically the flood section, being that we we're in a drought for the past year, did people and and buyers, maybe buyers agents think, you know, oh, that's not as big of a deal because we haven't seen floods. And now it's coming to light that buyers are a lot more weary or scared of it. Yeah. I I mean, if you think about it, somebody is looking at a home and maybe they've been looking at a particular area for a year or a few months and everything's been beautiful and possibly very dry. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly we have this and it's not on their radar to think, an additional cost for this home is going to be the flood insurance. Um, and so what what we've run into is the buyers saying, okay, what's my next move? Like, how can I address this? And quite literally, the first thing they, get, they can do is, is ask their flood insurance person, you know, what, what are my costs going to be? Sure. And what they're going to do then is hopefully refer back to these flood insurance maps the difference in our industry does truly come down to the maps. Well, yeah, um, we talked about this last time. I think it's important to bring up again. Yeah, and and you brought up something very important just now. So I'll give you a scenario where somebody waits to order an NHD. Mm-hmm. And that would be if a um, transaction coordinator is directed to order the NHD, they don't want to have to constantly order an NHD and cancel it. So that happens Rarely, but Mm -hmm. it happens because the seller is required to purchase and present. They pay for it through escrow, but Mm -hmm. they have to present it. In the RPA, when somebody puts a a offer in, there is a line there where they can put a different NHD company. Mm -hmm. So let's give you an example. I'll give you a great story. So we had a listing agent purchase a company that was, you know, cheapest one, only had... uh, the basic state requirements, very little local map information, and it was half the cost. Mm-hmm. So buyer's agent looks at the thing and says, I know this can't be right. So in their offer, they countered with a better NHD. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I'm not saying that's a brand. I'm just saying <laughs> they, they said, I know I need to get something that's going to have a little bit more fleshed out local information. And so in that case, that is the one time that I will tell you, you see the, uh, the process kind of get, get weighted on because they don't want to have to, you know, present addendums or, or canceling. And, and in some cases, the NHD companies are, are putting in fees to cancel or provide information that you, you know, why are you canceling our, our information? It can be kind of messy, but... Um, what we love to show is that the earlier, the better, the uh-huh. earlier you order, the better. And if it's a good report, it's going to be something that's going to be trusted on both sides. But I was glad you brought that up because 
it's not all the time, but man, there's a lot of different brands out there um, of NHD, and you have to find one that you truly do believe that this is going to be protecting both sides. So I don't know if that answered your question specifically, yeah. but the, the thing that I'm running into as far as the calls um, in, in this current thing that we're in is people want to know just where to go. Where can we look? So you, you have the um, link for what's you know, the FEMA.gov portal, which is msc.fema.gov. And you can search any address and see what the situation is. That's going to show up um, on a map, and it's going to show that it's either in or out of two severe fire, or sorry, flood, mm -hmm. two severe flood maps. Um, zone A, which is going to be inland, or Zone V, which is going to be coastal. And if they are within those 100-year flood maps, we're right now, what, what we say is that it's not terrifying to think that 1% is the possibility of flooding for, for a home in California that's in the 100-year flood map. But boy, if you've got rain coming down for 14 straight days, it might be top of mind right now. Right. Sure. So you can go to that FEMA flood map. The other website that I'm fond of sending people to because it does cover things across the board is riskfactor.com. So you could check out both of those and, and get some really helpful information if you see something pop up. But again, the most important thing is read the NHD report, glance at it, see what is saying yes or in on the summary pages, and you're going to find out real quickly that you might have some questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that like a, we kind of touched on this scenario before, but it's it's really important <clears throat> for uh, a buyer, buyer's agent, everyone to look at the NHD, uh, uh, to look at a good NHD report, um, because uh, there can be situations where like the seller uh, doesn't pay for flood insurance, and it's since then been put in a flood zone. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, per the seller's disclosures, they haven't disclosed because in, in as far as they know, it's not in the flood zone. And this, this does happen every now and then. And so all of a sudden, um, you know, they've disclosed, no, it's not in a flood zone. Um, make sure you look at that NHD because that NHD may mark, yes, it is in a flood zone. That creates a conversation about like, okay, is it not or is it? Uh, and, you know, again, like what happens is that the, the previous policy, the previous insurers doesn't realize that some map's been updated and now it is in a flood mm -hmm. zone. And therefore that like when that new buyer comes in, they're going to have to pay for that flood insurance that way. Yeah. So um, it's, you know, it's, it's important to look at that um, because there can be a discrepancy between the disclosures and the NHD. Also, um, you know, touch base on this is that there can be discrepancies in maps in itself can't there like you said in certain situations like a state map can show that it's not in a yeah. flood zone and then a local map does so it's important to use again a reputable company that spends the money to make sure that they have a good database of maps to figure that out right i have a great story about what happened literally in the last week i go to the local paper and they're talking about the flooding uh -huh. and sure enough they are referencing the map they're referencing the fema map which is a state map the dot the date at the bottom says 2007 has anything happened as far as uh flooding storms since 2007 right. could possibly some of these maps have changed absolutely uh -huh. i did have to put a comment in and say hey guys you should probably be using a local map in your local paper right that shows what's going on and then gave them the your know, resources to do it um but i just feel like if you've got a report the requirement is just to show state data. It's one page of information. That's not going to do it. Not in a situation like we have now where, you know, if the county of Sonoma goes out 
and canvasses all of these areas and looks at all these creeks and all these hillsides and all of these different valleys to see, are you in zone A or V? You should be looking at it and trusting that when they went out as recently as 2020, that was pretty smart because we have current uh, data to, to fall back on. If you look at something that came out in 2007, those maps can change. Sure. And so, you know, we've run into situations where the state map says in, but the local map says out. Mm-hmm. And the reason that can happen is people spend money to get their home lifted out of the flood area. They get an elevation certificate. They submit that to the city or county. And then the map is changed mm-hmm. locally. Right. But the state's not going to see that sure. possibly for years. And so... What happens then? The state just told you that you're in a flood zone. Mm-hmm. You're going to go pay flood insurance. Right. And that was my, going to be my next question. That Can I you know. imagine if you paid six grand on in flood insurance and you didn't need it? Right, right. Who's going to be getting a phone call after that? Yeah. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit more about that one piece of paper that is could be the difference between paying flood insurance and not paying flood insurance? And I know not everyone provides that. I know yeah. my NHG provides it, but yeah. I think it's a pretty important piece of an NHD. Yeah, we we realized very quickly that because of these maps being updated and now data is coming in more quickly and, and obviously hyper-targeted to local areas, it was important to give the buyer a little bit more clarity when they were dealing with insurance. So like I said, the structure and the parcel, the Structure is what insurance companies care about. The parcel is what we care about for, as far as the risk. Mm-hmm. And what we're thinking is, wouldn't it be great if we gave them the actual you know, piece of paper that comes out through the flood uh, federal emergency management agency. I had to make sure that I get that out there. Uh, but the standard flood hazard determination form, I just call it the flood cert. Right, right. And what happens is you've got some sort of a conflict there. State is saying, yes, it's in a flood zone. But county or city is saying, out. Well, this is clearly going to confirm exactly what's going on right now by showing if there was any um, letter of revision that was submitted. Um, and it will clearly show that while... The parcel is showing a portion of this um, is in a flood zone, A or V, maybe even a combination of something, but the structure is not. So house on the hill, cute little creek at the bottom of the hill. Should a person be paying extremely expensive you know, flood insurance for that structure if the flood is, the risk is truly far down. And we're, we could be talking about country properties where the, the flood area is far away from the structure. Right. And, so. and how these uh, flood certificates are established is, is usually an engineer. An engineer comes out and provides a, a survey of the area. And so um, they survey the area and look at the floodplains and mm-hmm. then say, oh, no, you know, yes, this property, this corner is in a floodplain, but the elevation where the home is is above the floodplain. And then they create this elevation cer- certificate supporting that. And that's what, uh, the, you know, the insurance that suffices for insurance purposes and things of that nature. So just so people know exactly how that 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 forms created, it's not by uh, the insurance company themselves. It's by an independent third party that comes out and looks at the area and surveys the area. And so. correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe even structures, you could get a flood cert for the home, 
but structures such as a barn could still be in the floodplain. Yeah, I mean that's like a kind of a case by case basis. Yeah, and uh, but but yeah, usually it's the 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 livable area needs to right. be out of the the floodplain that way. So have you received any calls from people who I'm just kind of curious that said my property's flooding? I didn't know, and then they didn't look at the NHD, and you're like, well, hey, right here it, it says that you were in a, a high risk flood zone, and it wasn't uh, uh, researched that way. Yeah, there there is your your. Uh your jacket of, of safety and protection is that because you're ordering something like the uh, a really good comprehensive natural hazard disclosure report that has all of that risk covered, if the buyer is now dealing with a situation like flooding, the first thing they're going to do is deal with insurance. The second thing they're going to do is say, how come I didn't know and who's responsible for that? Right, right. And we live in a world now where the disclosure packet for a transaction in California can be rather uh, voluminous. Mm -hmm. There's going to be quite a few things that people are signing very quickly, possibly not looking as closely. Right. If you bought the house seven years ago and you didn't think at the time, you know, it's dry out. There's no reason I need to be doing all of this extensive, you know, insurance uh, investigation. Fine. But I will say that this is that moment where the agent can go, thank goodness I work with a company that protects me. And I like the idea that because the NHD was purchased early, who's responsible for even answering that question if you really don't want to deal with it and you're possibly worried about the risk? Right, right. You can have them call me. Mm -hmm. I submitted the report to you and took full responsibility. It closed with escrow. By all means, don't get yourself into any type of legal risk. Right. We do have our $10 million E&O insurance policy in case there was ever an issue. We haven't had to use it, but what if? Mm-hmm. So we don't want the agent to be the one answering questions right now, today, as somebody's house is going through a disaster, that they were doing all the right things. They ordered early. They presented early. Hopefully, they got a chance to make sure that the, the buyer's agent asked the question of, uh, hey, just confirming insurance, you know, should I talk to the current insurance provider? Right. Something like that. Right. You know, I mean, this is best practices, your due diligence. The reason that we all trust you all as the experts to help lead us through and talk to the right people. And hopefully I'm part of that team of, okay, the deal's closed, but I still need to rely on my person mm-hmm. who provided the report to possibly back me up years later. Certainly. Yeah, it certainly takes a team that way. Yeah. So. Uh, anything else that you're seeing out there that you would want to relay to to people right now? Yeah, I mean, we we kind of uh, scratch the uh, the surface on. There are so many stories out there where, you know, I don't ever want to have a a person calling and saying, um, you know, I, I feel like I just wasn't I wasn't aware of what what could happen. Right. And you know, we we do get these these very. I mean, there have been so many situations now where because of the rain, people didn't think of a landslide. They didn't think of, you know, how is that soil loosening and and what's going to happen? I grew up in Santa Barbara. So a few years back, we had a massive landslide go through the town of Montecito Mm -hmm. and do, I heard it was upwards of hundreds of millions, possibly even a billion dollars based on the pricing of those homes. That was never a consideration, but now suddenly you're getting those calls. You're mm-hmm. getting those 
I'm looking at the hill behind the house. Anything I should know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me the address. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, it, it's, it has to be topical for people. In our last uh, podcast that we did just a few weeks ago, I don't even think we talked about flooding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we talked about More fires. Fire yeah, right? Yeah. Because at the time, no one was dealing with flooding. And then all of a sudden, you know, we were in four years in a drought. And I didn't expect right. the atmospheric, you know, the atmospheric rivers to come uh, come by. So, like, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Now, here we are. How many how many billions of dollars worth of damage has California already suffered in the last couple of weeks? I, think I said, what was it? 30 billion or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's astronomical. It was, so now, you know, it's topical again that way. Right. Yeah. But I think it's just important in a real estate transaction that that to go through the disclosures, you know, the, the natural hazard report, about 40 or 50 pages. So there's a lot of information there, but you have the the summary page at the front that that has like, you know, is it in a, is it in a flood zone? Is it in a fire zone? And it's really important to go through and look at those. And, and granted, like, okay, you know, we haven't had any flooding or any rain for four years. So you don't think about, but potentially could this happen, you know? So it's, 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 those things are there for a reason and they are important that way. And it's important to go through them, you know? It's interesting in August, I think everyone will look through that and just see if it's in a very high fire severity. Uh And now I'd imagine most people in say the Gurnville area, the first thing they're going to look at is for flooding. Right. But it still might be in a very high fire risk. Fire. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So like, even if it's not topical, go through that because it certainly could affect the property in the future. Right. I've got my, my fire, I've got my flood, um, you know. Uh, nobody thought that we'd have an issue in, in Napa Valley with earthquakes. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've had to show a updated map for right. the earthquakes. Um, so really, the only thing left is locusts. Uh-huh. That's yeah. what's happening. You know, it's basically... <laughs> right, right. Yep. Was that every seven years or something? So, <laughs> so It's going to be biblical area, stuff. Like, right, right. Yep. Well, um, uh, Britt, thank you very much for joining us again today. Uh, again, another uh, round, round of good information that way. Isaiah, thank you as well. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Sean Payne, founder and principal of Live Explore uh, Real Estate and Lifestyle. If you've liked this episode, please hit like and subscribe so you can see our future uh, podcasts. And thank you very much again for joining us. Signing out. See you guys next time. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.